Bonjour, Nicholas. Bonjour, Raymondo. How are you? Still not, Ray. You've really made that stick. It's really annoying. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking coffee tonight um, out coffee? of a guitar. Yeah, it's out of a guitar mug because um, I'm thought, a nerd. Well, 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 I thought we were drinking beers. You told me off last week because I didn't have a beer. You had, you had water last week. I know, but I got beer this week because I thought... <laughs> Oh dear, we are please, silly. Please, can we make sure we've got beers next week? Next week, we'll share a beer. I think that's a good okay. idea. Good All right, fair enough. What have you been watching on the telly? Talk to me. Yeah, I watched something on Netflix, uh, The Night Stalker. Have you oh, seen that? I've not seen it. I've seen it advertised, and I'm not going to lie, it does look a little bit of me. It is it's very good, and it is very much you. Um, I would I would dim the lights, snuggle up with your girlfriend and, and watch that, and she'll be cuddling up to you all night long and you can feel like a man for an evening. Um, I had a similar feeling last week. It was fantastic, really good watch. Nice. I shall check it out. Does that mean that you weren't watch it watching the Spurs game last night? Um, no, I did watch that last night, actually, yes. And what okay. a result. <laughs> what a result. For, uh, we should probably explain for anybody that doesn't know us. There's lots of people that probably don't know us. Um, we are both massive Spurs fans. Tottenham Hotspur FC, come on you Spurs. So, um, doing all right so far this season. EFL Cup Final, FA Cup Final, do you reckon? I reckon so. And the UEFA Cup Final would be quite nice as well. And the Premier League. And the Premier It would be nice to win something. I mean, it has been nearly 30 years. (laughs) Speaking of football, I did give you that task last week. Ah, yes, so you did, yes. So, we are massive football fans. And I said to Nick, what I want to know is, if you had to pick a six-a-side team made up of like musicians famous musicians who would it be and the example that i gave him was phil collins in goal because he's good with his hands so i'm, I'm excited to find out what you've come up with and who is in your six he is very good with his hands is there a music pun there that we could throw in um in, yeah in the a's he can see the ball in the air tonight Oh Lord, works. Yeah, kind of works. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it it works. It's good. If you if you had a week to come up with something, it would be golden. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. So we've got that. We've also got uh, our favourite news stories of the week this week. Yes. Uh, So Nick and I will pick a news story and we'll discuss, chat, rant, rave, whatever we feel like about that. Or it might be a fun story. I don't know. You never know. Um, and then after that, we're going to talk about our main theme for the episode three of the Little Pickle podcast, which is uh, dispelling the sort of myths surrounding musicians and what does and does not happen at gigs and things like that. You know, so it'd be fun to draw on some of our experiences there and sort of, um, yeah, tell it how it really is. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we are going to do our Karen of the week, uh-huh. which I'm excited about again. I think it's a good feature. I like it. I think so. I think so. I, and I generally think if anything's going to win us an Oscar, it's going to be uh, Karen of the Week. Do you think? I think so, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, yeah. in that case, I'm going to put even more effort into it. <laughs> well, can, can, you, can you go any further, you know, with that? Yeah, I reckon so, yeah. Yeah, good. Um, and then after Karen of the Week, we're going to have uh, a very brief um, Chin Scratches Lounge where we discuss something educational, something to take away with you. And um, I think that will wrap it up, really, Raymond. I think it's good. Sounds good. And to me... Sounds like an Oscar-winning performance. And the Oscar goes to... The Little Pickle Podcast! So, Nicholas, my news story of the week, um, I don't know if you've seen, but uh, 
there's been a change of presidency in the United States. I did see that, yes. So Trump is out, Biden is in. But the best bit about Biden being in is that he is taking both of his dogs in, one of which is a rescue dog. And it's the first ever rescue dog to get to live in the White House. How cool is that? Ah, that's quality. What? So all the other dogs before it were all pedigree and, you know, very... Well, well yeah, I'm guessing so. I mean, I did see a really interesting fact, the fact that Trump is the first president in like years and years and years to not have any pets in the White House at all. He didn't have any pets? No. Not even a presidential guinea pig? No, which of all the things you'd think of all, that would be. You would think he would. He kept it on his head, didn't he? Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he was also the first president that didn't start any wars for a while. So, That's true. You know, maybe, maybe there's a connection there. If you don't have pets, you're a bit more of a peaceful guy. Maybe. I mean, I'm not sure we can actually make that relation, but if you... Maybe if you invest some of your personal money into the funding, we can get some research done and actually really prove this. <laughs> okay. What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, I reckon so, so. Cool. So there's going to be a couple of dogs, one of which is a rescue dog, running around the White House. Yeah, two Alsatians or German Shepherds, whatever you want to call them. But I just think it's cool. Um, I just think it's great. And also the fact that he's obviously got dogs and not cats, because let's be honest, dogs are better than cats, just full stop. Okay. Did you, We've got that on recording, the most ridiculous thing you've ever said and not not ridiculous in the fact that i'm all for cats and and don't like dogs believe me i love dogs and and there's a reason why it's god backwards right they are the best but cats are also great if you can tell me why you don't like cats i will uh, get back off my high horse uh they just have absolutely no respect for the human race <laughs> have you ever lived with a cat yeah you're a liar you're a liar and a thief, and I won't have it. <laughs> not, not on this podcast. <laughs> we, grew, we grew up with bread and butter, two cats. Both got run over. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. It, maybe that's what it is. There's some deeply rooted uh, emotional thing you've got a problem with cats because bread and butter, which are great names, by the way. Yeah, um, for two cats. Um, yeah, no, so I, I genuinely think that dogs are better than cats. But just more importantly, I just think it's awesome, the fact that... I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what you think, but I quite like Biden. Um... I don't know uh, an awful lot about Biden, truth be told, because you see things online and it's from both sides of the coin, if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I really, I, I think, to be quite honest with you, it's got to the point with politics, I'm, I'm very much sort of, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So it's very true. Do you know what I mean? But um, I'm more than happy to sort of get on board with the idea of these dogs running around, cocking their legs on presidential flowers and, you know, I don't know, leaving fur all over the... Uh, what is it, the yeah. Oval Office, the floor and stuff like that? It's great. Yeah, I just, I just think it's great. And the fact that it's, one of them's a rescue dog, I mean... Uh, yeah, but that does spin very nicely, doesn't it? It does, but I don't think he planned it. Good old Joe with his rescue dog. Yeah, and Zimmer frame soon. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I wouldn't, be su- I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't last very long. I'm going to call it now, let it be known. I reckon give it a year, two years, and he'll have to step down because I think he's losing it anyway a little bit. Well, we'll see. But um, yeah, I'm excited for him and I'm pleased that there is a rescue dog in the White House. I just think that's cool as, and it's not just a gorgeous, glorious little puppy, um, of which there has been, I don't know if you've seen, a massive uptick in um, COVID puppies. Loads of people have brought puppies over COVID, which, so there's going to be loads more rescue dogs. So Nick, if you're looking for a dog, I am looking for a rescue dog. dog. Right, and I'll do the same. Okay, good. Sounds good. Now, moving on to my news story. Um, I'd be interested to see how you feel about this, where, you know, where your opinion lies. Okay, so my news story is um, it's about a, a lad called Max, right? And the title of the news story is COVID, 
why I'm breaking lockdown rules. Okay, so Max, right, this guy, apparently last Friday, he hosted a dinner party for seven others, inviting five people from two other households. That's despite current lockdown rules that ban almost all mixing of households inside. Almost all mixes of households inside. So has Max found a loophole, I wonder? Let's read on. Meeting up with friends is something he's done throughout the pandemic. Do you hear that there? Something he's done throughout the pandemic. At some points, he went to parties with more than 20 other people. Good on you, Max. Max's words of philosophical wisdom. You make decisions and you take risks. Sometimes the risks get you fined. Sometimes the risks get you arrested. Sometimes the risk spreads a massive disease to the rest of the world. Brilliant, Max. Thanks for that input. Um, so 28-year-old Max isn't a fan of the government's rules on uh, household mixing. He accepts he is breaking the rules, but believes socializing with his friends is okay because they've had COVID and therefore can't get the virus again. This is something scientists dispute. Where do you stand on Max and his apathetic attitude towards safety and authority, Ray? Um, I think Max is a dick. <laughs> yes, okay. I second that notion. Carry on. Um, uh, I think um, in the grand scheme of things, right, lockdowns are really tough. And I think there is excusable scenarios and situations where I would, and I think the population should be okay with somebody breaking the rules, mm -hmm. i.e. social and domestic abuse, somebody not in a great state mentally. But if you just want to hang out with your mates and your name's Max, yeah, you're a dick. He has dinner parties and he hangs out with 20 plus people. Yeah. You know. No, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's frustrating and it's irritating, especially if you've, for the most part, you know, nobody's perfect, but for the most part, I've stuck to it and I've done what's been asked of me. Um, but. So what do you think about the line where he says it doesn't matter because he's had COVID and so have all of his friends who he's hanging out with. Um, so that's all right. You know, does, is there any sort of weight to that? Well, I mean, the, medical experts and the scientists have said that, that you you do get a certain amount of immunity but so far the studies show that that immunity only lasts for x amount of time mm. so the chances are unless he knows exactly how long his immunity is there for um he's going to surpass that and pass on the virus to somebody else so um yeah i just yeah I, I to be honest with you nick i just don't think it helps um the fact that we've got Boris Johnson in charge, but that's not Max's fault. Um, that could he be. Know. Well, it could be, but um, either way, um, fair play to Max. You live your life, mate, but as soon as you start killing other people, that's when I'll call you a dick. Yeah, uh, you'll think the Night Stalker guy is a dick then because he does a lot of that too. Um, okay. <laughs> to summarize, basically, um, is Max a byproduct of a generation of people that you know don't like no? You know, uh, this instant gratification uh society we live in you know which i'm a part of i'm going to max's dinner parties yeah. tomorrow night if you want to come along are you <laughs> yeah, for the yeah, invite. yeah. Um, um, i think yeah i think honestly um if you look at how english people and british people have reacted to the pandemic compared to japanese people korean people Viet vietnamese people australians people and new zealanders asia yeah. yeah asia and australasia um uh, there there is a different attitude towards it definitely summarized in part mainly by Max. Okay. Asia and Australasia, that's the name of your 80s duo band, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it can be. <laughs>
All right, so that was it for our news stories of the week. Uh, next up, we are going to be talking about uh, PM working musicians and dispelling some of the rumours based on the things that do and don't go on at gigs, before gigs, after gigs, etc., etc. But before we do that, Nick, a word from our new sponsor. Dave's British Holidays. British Holidays for British people. British Holidays for British people in Spain. All our holidays are half-boarded, include a traditional British fry-up every morning and a free beer and ice cream at lunchtime. You'll find an Irish bar within 50 metres of all of our hotels and holiday parks. There's bingo every night at 7pm and karaoke at 10pm. For your satisfaction, we only employ British staff, so you don't need to worry about any language barriers. And best of all, the hotel is only open to Brits, so you don't need to worry about any Germans beating you to the sunbeds. For the perfect British holiday in Spain, visit davesbritishholidays.co.uk. Today, lots of love, Dave. Dave's so uh, this week's main topic, main theme, uh, we're, we're sticking with the theme of the musicians inking is, uh, is uh, what we are and where most of our experience and expertise lies. Um, and as Russ stated earlier, um, we are going to be sort of dispelling the myths surrounding, uh, you know, stereotypes, I guess, around musicians yeah. and the sorts of gigs and things that we do and what happens at them. So I'll get us started off. Um, there's always this myth that we are given the royal treatment at these gigs that we play like we turn up uh not necessarily the royal treatment like mariah carey level royal treatment but you know we still turn up there's a, a spread of food put on for us there's free beers uh you know there's a couple of masseuse people in the corner to give us massages you've got some guy flying in grade a Colombian blow you know or the real <laughs> the real deal the real deal uh, the real deal for when we're playing the anchor and hope in grimsby <laughs> uh no but yeah, there's this this sort of thing. Um, yeah, but well, Russ and I will tell you for free that is anything but the truth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, let's be honest. There is there's a few gigs that we've done in our time where, um, you know, we've been treated well. We've got mm. good food. We've had a nice rider. With you know, I can remember we did a function in Cardiff for <laughs> a for a very well known um, administration company. Were they? I thought they were something to do with money, finances. Yeah, yeah. They help companies that go into administration. Right. By saying not, that. It's not just a company full of people that go out and do photocopying and like administrative work, is it? No, they no. specialise in. Yeah, no, they specialise in financial administration. So when I companies see. go. Um, so, yeah, they got us to go up to Cardiff and play in a very, very nice venue. And we had... Um, basically an unlimited rider at the bar yeah. uh, hotel for the night and i think three course meal wasn't it or we had a good meal yeah though, oh amazing meal lovely just the whole night we were just so so well looked after and yeah. um basically that just ended up in us at the end of the night obviously because we're professionals and we do our job <laughs> um, but we um by the end of the night we were all very very worse for wear absolutely some things went down Indeed, um, but yeah, but what 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 other what other things do you think people think? Okay, so are we nerds? Are we are we music nerds? You and I self-confessed music nerds. What what? what well, what, what, this is where I separate myself um, from you and Phil and the other members of the band because I I don't really consider myself as much 
or as talented as a musician as you guys are. Oh, I like the way you've done that, actually. Yeah, butter us up before you. <laughs> no, 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 so I'm saying, like, you, you're more than happy to talk about the fifth and third major of the so-and-so chord and the relative minor and the descaled Yeah, but can, can I just interject here and say, we talk about the relative fifth major, third of the D major, kettle scale, whatever you said. Uh, we do that within the context of a band surrounding, like, when we're out and about, <laughs> you know at the pub or just hanging out i suppose we do kind of actually yeah, yeah you, you do yeah, yeah 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 you do but i but i love that you do do that and that's obviously testament to how much you love it but for me i i can't get down with that i can get down with chatting about like the best john mayer song or stuff like that so and i'm more than happy to talk about that when we are not in work mode if that makes sense so i don't yeah. know, i guess i guess in the grand scheme of things yeah we're all pretty geeky so but i guess does, that is pretty nerdy isn't it but the question i have for you is does does being the nerd or whatever you want to call yourself the guitarist the drummer the bassist being any of those things does that get the musicians you the, does that get you the girls <laughs> Do you know what? No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. And that's, that's probably the main myth that we've had to sort of, um, well, it's, it's quite a sad kind of myth to comprehend when you spent your entire life learning an instrument only to find that it's not cool anymore. <laughs> no, yeah. no one, none of the girls are interested. All the DJs, though, can't get enough of them. Yeah. Um, let's just say we've done a lot of gigs over our time. And, you know, if you do a lot of something, opportunity will arise every now and then if you catch my drift. And I mean, you know, once in a very blue moon yeah um so i wouldn't say it's it's been desolate barren but it's certainly not the you turn up and go home with someone every single night kind of vibe in sight you know definitely not um more so i mean i just love the fact that we do get to meet lots of cool people um and we do get to meet some idiots and and we get we get insulted at gigs um <laughs> We, we get, you know, started on people try and help us carry our equipment, our equipment to the cars, etc. It's the it's the guy who always, well, I don't know about you. I get the guy, the pot bellied, ponytailed, 50 something bloke who's got the best guitar known to man at home. And he plays a little bit and he knows everything about Deep Purple. Um, and he'll come yeah. and talk to me because because we've got a guitar. Therefore, we're mates. Um, yeah. And it's the end of the night. My ears are ringing. There is a hot lady that wants to talk to me, but she can't get past because his sweaty ass cracks in the way while he's bending over looking at my guitar amps. You know what I mean? Um, I really wish your dad would stop coming to gigs. <laughs> so do I. Um, <laughs> no, no, I don't mean that. I really don't. Um, but just going back to what we were saying about, um, you know, the musicians getting, getting pulling for a better pulling. choice of a word, pulling uh, and being nerds. Do you remember where there was a guy in our band who... Uh, there was a series of times where he was quite a good looking lad, bit of charisma and all that, but his chat was just terrible. And this is where the nerd part comes out. Cause I, I, I remember we, uh, we got her back to the hotel. We're all sitting in the hotel bar and I just overheard, I overheard him talking to her about John Lennon's views on democracy or something like that. And this girl is just like, I've never seen anyone look more bored in all my life. And so I guess the, the nerdy and the, um, maybe that there is why we don't get, yeah, I guess sometimes you can't help it. It's, it's, it's kind of sewn into our personalities, isn't it? Because we've done it for such a long time. Yeah, but, um, it's kind of all no. we know. But do you think do you think people in other professions do the same thing? Like, do you think, uh, we'll go back to plumbers because we like plumbers. Do you think yeah. they sit down and talk about, I should have used a, a job where I actually know something in that job, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think, do you know what, I think this comes down to sex 
in terms of it's a male thing, I think, as well, because being a musician is a very manly thing to do. I like, and again, I sound really sexist. Careful now. (laughs) But I'm I'm talking about in the context of what what you've just been talking about, like a guitarist, you get those men come up that have always sat in their room and played guitar. Yeah, to be fair, I've never had a woman come up and go, oh, is that a Les Paul? You know. Exactly. So, and the same thing with being a plumber, you know, like you talk about manly things with other men. So okay. I think, I think, and I think that's just what, how we, um, what's the word, how we communicate and we find it easy to communicate as men. And I think sometimes musicians forget that they're not talking to a man, they're talking to a woman. Would you say you're a music nerd in terms of like, uh, like knowing music trivia? If I was to put you in a, in a quiz, would you be, would you be able to hold your own? Uh, lyrics. I, there's not many people in the world, I think, that would smash me at lyrics. I'd, uh, I, there's a TV show that I want to go on. It's like Finish the Lyric or something with... Um, uh, I can't think what his name was from EastEnders. But uh, m- music trivia, not not so much. Lyrics, yeah, 100%. Are you going to throw a question at me? Well, I was going to say, so what's one of your favourite artists? What's one of your favourite bands, acts? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, okay. Um, I really wish I knew something about Taylor Swift. Um trivia wise i've got a question about taylor swift for you well no that's not how it's gonna work is it because i don't know anything about her okay where did taylor swift grow up no on what what type of property did she grow up on she a farm close what specific farm she farmed watercress no christmas trees oh she grew up on a christmas tree farm yeah there you go see i didn't know that well Okay, you sound like you're so smug, like you've won something. There you go, see, yeah, have some of that. Uh, yeah, well, it's knowledge, it's, isn't it? It is knowledge, and knowledge is power. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, like, okay, so you like Robbie Williams, right? Yeah, love Robbie Williams, uh, yeah. Okay, so if I was to say to you, what year did he release uh, I've Been Expecting You? 1995. That's a good guess, but it's 1998. Six. Eight. Eight. Oh. 98, yeah. I, was, I couldn't remember when he left Take That, whether it was four or five, and I thought, was it straight after that or not? No, but yeah. I think it was six. I think 97 he released. Anyway, um, you see my point. So whereas with with bands and stuff that I like, I invest in know, knowing about that sort of nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you take it that far or are you very much kind of like, now the music is is enough for me? No, I mean, as the lead singer, it helps to have a little bit of ammo in terms of introducing a song. If you've got a little something, something about it, then that's a that's a good thing to have, I think, definitely. Um, but, you know, I don't need to know what colour socks Robbie was wearing when he recorded Swing When You Win In. But um, if you wanted to know, they were yellow. <laughs> what do you think about the work ethic of musicians? And seeing as you've had to manage a lot of them over the years... Um, I'm not sure I really want to find out, to be quite honest with you. Because <laughs> I say, it's brave asking me this question. Mm-hmm. Um, no, do you know what? On the most part, again, it's, this, it's just this thing, isn't it? If you're, if you're passionate about something, you're going to do it and you're going to put effort into it. Mm. Um, and I just think that that's probably, probably um, and I say this from experience, it's a difficult thing to try and go and do another job and have anything like anywhere near as much passion for it. Of course it's possible. And people find other passions when music's done, they're done with it. They go and do something else for sure. But work ethic wise. Yeah. I don't know. I've worked with several different musicians. Some are very, 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 very lazy and some are just very lazy, but Mm. for the most part. So that, that is a, a stereotype that is quite accurate. You feel, um, no, no, I would also have to, you have to take into account that they might be lazy, like work ethic in terms of 
organization and like actually sort of getting stuff done but in terms of uh, dedicating themselves to practice and getting better at that one thing yeah you know what i mean they, they might they might practice 16 hours a night you know um yeah absolutely which kind of adds to my point about the, if they're passionate about it like the musicians there's no doubting that they've worked hard to be you know and again categorically speaking most musicians if you're working musician you're getting paid good money for it you've put in enough effort and enough hard work to get to that point it's just how much work you want to put in after that yeah Um, but no it it would be unfair to say that all musicians are lazy for sure that would be stupidly unfair because there's some really really hard working musicians and and driven and yeah yeah absolutely um but there is also a a ton a million of super hard-working talented musicians that never leave their bedroom yeah so it's it's just a tricky thing to say i think but it's like any job in any industry you're always going to find super lazy people yeah absolutely yeah yeah um and the final final one um i want to get your opinion on uh i don't know if this is a more well-known one but there might be a stereotype surrounding uh the hygiene of musicians like you know these nerdy guys that don't shower they just practice and that i mean i have sat in many a college and university lecture halls smelling the bo of those around me you know so there might be some truth to that was it bad at uni um yeah some some guys it was bad actually like you know the smell of old frozen beef burgers that kind of (laughs) thick bo smell and it and it was bad and some of them i was just like well you've just they wouldn't uh, i don't know very grotty very kind of grotty greasy hair that sort of thing but then there were some normal people as well you know that did know how to shower and stuff. I do remember one time, I'll never forget it. Probably one of the highlights of us gigging together (laughs) was, um, I mean, that, that, that's ridiculous because we've had so many better highlights than this, but just for uh, the situation alone, I I haven't stopped laughing at it eight years later. Um, We were setting up for a gig once uh, in a pub. So it's quite a small, small venue and someone in the band um, didn't shower or, it just didn't smell very nice. Yeah, it didn't wash his clothes properly. Um, and I remember I've, I've got my back to you and I'm sorting something out and I just hear you come up behind me and scold this person saying, Oi, <laughs> if I can smell you, the clients can smell you. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, I, just, I don't know why it tickled me. I guess because, you know, you had this sort of, no one was really talking. You had the hustle and bustle of a pub, you know, uh, and then all of a sudden, this just came out of nowhere. Someone getting scolded because um, they they didn't use deodorant or whatever. It's funny, but that's it. I'm just like the middleman between the talented musicians and the clients. Yeah, and it's trying to bridge that gap of unsocial, smelly, nerdy, <laughs> lazy musicians. But trust them because they will fill the dance floor for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's that. Yeah, that's all you could ask for, really. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably a nice way to end end the section about music, I, I think. I think so, I think so. Before we jump to Karen of the Week, Nick, we will stay on the music theme for just another short, brief moment. Mm-hmm. Talk me through your six-a-side team. Oh, okay. Because I am excited for this because we both love football. We do. So I want to know, first of all, who's in goal? Okay, in goal. So it's a six-a-side team. Uh, we're going to be playing in like half-size goals, aren't we, right? They're going to be quite small. Yeah. Okay, so I've I've put Prince in goal um, because he is he's small, but he's agile. He can dance, so he's good with his feet, um, yeah. and he can play guitar and bass. So he's good with his hand hand eye coordination, you know. And I just feel like he'd be all over the place, you know. 
Yeah. Okay. Got you. Like that. Good I shout. Think it'll be quite commanding. Um, in defence, so I've got two defenders, right? Okay. Um, I've got nothing compares to you, video Sinead O'Connor, <laughs> and 2007 Britney Spears meltdown, Britney. So basically, I've got a solid defence of two skinheads because I don't know about you, but whenever I used to play football. If someone was on the other team with a skinhead, you knew they were going to come for your shins and they weren't going to back out, you know? So I've got a solid defense of Brittany and Sinead. I, I like it. Uh, it's literally, I'm, I'm envisaging like Yapstam, Neman, Nemanja Vidic. Yeah. That kind of, yeah. I, Frank I what you mean. Yeah, the skinhead, you're in trouble. The hard man. Yeah, the yeah. hard man. So I've got two rocks at the back. Okay. Um, in midfield on the left, I've got Karen Carpenter. Okay. <laughs> Uh, statistically speaking for obvious reasons she is by far and away the fastest of all the dead female singers um, she's got pace to burn and she has an absolutely wicked left foot so um, she can pinpoint okay. across very okay. very good um, nice. and she has a voice that sounds like warm chocolate bubbling in your ears and you know she does I love 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 her voice oh mate honestly Russ just between you and I whenever I'm feeling a little bit blue I slip on a bit of Karen and gently float into a deep depression anyway on the uh, on the right hand side, I have uh, I have none other than Mick Jagger, purely because he's skinny. He's he dances about, doesn't he? So he's got pace. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's quite tall and got, got a bit of a big head, so he could get back post, nod it in at the back. Yeah, and yeah, he looks like he'd be quick as well. You know, wiry. So yeah, hard to handle. Jagger. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, and leading the line up front, uh, I got Stevie Wonder. Okay, I didn't see that coming. No, neither did he. Bad joke. Bad, <laughs> bad joke. We'll have to cut that out. Um, <laughs> so my reasoning is, like, he can play harmonica, he can play keys, he can play bass, drums, guitar, he sings, he writes songs. This guy is so talented. Are you telling me he couldn't finish off a one-on-one in the dying minutes of a game? Uh, do you know what? I think you're right. He's got it all in it. So what do you reckon? What do you reckon of the, the Pickle Pods FC? Do you know what? I think I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to come up with the Pickle Pods FC B team. Right. And then, and then we'll, we'll set them up alongside each other next week. So I'll okay. tell you who my Sixerside team is next week, all right? Yeah. And then we'll let the, the listeners decide, won't we? And then yeah. Well, can... uh, yeah. They, they can, all they can do is, uh, by the way, you just reminded me, if you do want to get in touch with us, if you've got any ideas about what we can chat about, just text or email. You know the digits. You know the email address. Uh, but next week, I will literally... My six aside team are going to smash yours. So. No, they're not. No, they're not. I've got Karen the Gazelle Carpenter on the wing, mate. You've got no chance. Okay, well, you wait till you wait till you see who I've got on the wing. <laughs> okay, cool. I will. <laughs> trash talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you knows it. Oh yeah. All right, talking of trash talk, let's do Karen of the week, shall we? Okay, Karen of the week. Here we go. Okay, Nick. So uh, Karen of the week this week, again, is another Facebook post. It's from a local Facebook group from where I live. They are my favorite groups on Facebook. I'm sure you, you must be a member of like the local group on Facebook where people talk about stuff. No. Okay. You should join it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's great because you just get things like this on it all the time. All right. So this week's Karen of the week is simply fed up with this new Aldi already. The noise all through the night with deliveries and staff is a joke. We haven't slept for days. Very stressed and tired. Oh dear. Poor Karen. Uh, Poor Karen. So the deal is, um, there was a 
there was a shop that was empty for a while in my local area and they've just turned it into an Audi, which for the most part, everyone's mad keen about the fact that there's an Audi because mm-hmm. we've got a Lidl down the road. We've got a Waitrose. We've got a Sainsbury's. Now we've got an Audi. Did I explain what barbell shopping is to you? No, go for it. Well, now you've got a Waitrose, right? Upmarket. You've got an Aldi, which is a bit cheaper. If you shop at both, uh, it kind of balances out as if you're shopping at a sort of medium price supermarket. Ah, that's good. So so, I, so you could do like you just your cupboard, cupboard fillers, like sauces and stuff in Aldi, and then you can get your meat from Waitrose. Yeah, and it should balance itself out. Ah, that is a good, I'm going to do that this week. That's a great do it. Let, let, yeah, we'll talk. We'll go through your shopping list on the next podcast and see see if we, <laughs> we did make any savings. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll do a week-on-week comparison. Um, <laughs> but back to Karen. So does she have a right to be angry? That's my question to you, Nicholas. Um, I think... Uh, she has a right to be angry in so much as that would annoy anybody, wouldn't it? You yeah, know? of course. Yeah. But but as I say that, I also kind of think, well, go and tell it to the kids in Africa. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is a first world problem. Um, yeah. Close your windows, you know. Um, I don't know. It would be annoying. But then if it's just opened up, it's not going to go on forever. Um, it's like, for me, that's the kind of thing I would sit at the breakfast table and, and go, do you know what? That thing kept me up all night. I'm so pissed off about it. I wouldn't need to go on and, and tell the world or whoever's watching about yeah. it. You know, it's, it's not. So in one respect, I get it. In another, I'm just like, oh, mate, wind it in, you know? Yeah, I think for me, uh, the, the, the main bit of information which I've yet to tell you is that the fact that this Aldi is in the middle of a, like a town centre. So my argument and my annoyance is, especially where we grew up in Salisbury, they're building a lot of nursing homes in the city centre, which ah, basically means yeah. mm-hmm. you can't have any noise. So yeah. in a city centre where you've got bars, restaurants, things that are loud, people complain about there being noise. Go and live in the countryside, you idiot. Yeah, right. People like that do need a good good slap. Yeah. No, I'm not I'm not condoning violence at all, but I could probably get myself in some hot water there, couldn't I, by saying <laughs> yeah. that? So um, <laughs> not condoning violence at all. People like that just need to, I don't know, to not be so bloody anal Aaron. about things. Yeah. So we're in agreement then that this she, this is ridiculous. Karen yeah. Karen needs to chill out. Yeah, not not justified this week, I'm afraid, Karen. Just just keep it to yourself. Thank you, Karen. All right, so Nicholas, we are almost done for another week of this podcast. Are you enjoying it, by the way? I am enjoying it. Yeah, it's quite nice to have something to get into uh, during lockdown. And I enjoy making... I have to say, it would be nicer to have these conversations in person. We'll have to get together when uh, all this is over. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully we'll be still be going by then. But we might have won our Oscar by that point and won't need to carry on. Exactly. In an Although, ideal world. In an ideal world. Although there will be an uproar from all of our many thousands of listeners yeah um but yeah we will be back we will be knack we will be back next week uh what what have we got in store for them next week ray what's our next episode of the little pickle podcast well i think next episode of the little pickle podcast uh next week the main thing i want to talk about is just the professionalism of uh, what we what we perceive to be professional things to do and don't do um, and things that we've seen other party bands do that we'd like and that we don't like and things that we've done that we like and we don't like, etc. Um, I think there's a, there's a few things that you and I can share 
that we've seen that maybe yeah aren't so that good. running with the same uh, theme as wor- working musicians and, yeah, and what, yeah, what yeah. is like um the professional things that we've seen where people yeah as you've just summed up perfectly actually i don't need to go into any more detail <laughs> i don't think um Obviously, I'll do my Karen of the week as well, if that's all right. Yes, you can. Yeah, I've got one lined up ready, so that's good. We'll also have your six aside team for next week, won't we? Yeah, I'm going to smash you. It's going to be three nil win easily. (laughs) No way, no way. Three nil to me. Um, Other than that, Raymondo, I don't think there's anything left to uh, to invite you along to the Chin Scratchers Lounge to to sign off this podcast. Okay, I'm 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 here. I'm already here, mate. Okay, so I got a little bit of philosophy. (laughs) Philosophy. Yeah, that is philosophy, isn't it? Why, why am I struggling to say that word? Um, so, quote, I do nothing every day apart from fuck up that quote. Okay, here we go. They say nothing is impossible, but I do nothing every day. Do you know who said that? Um, uh, I mean, it would work if it was a lazy musician, but probably not. Uh, somebody like Thomas Edison. That is, a, that is a good guess. And it's close. Um, it was actually Winnie the shit. Winnie the poo. Yes. That's the level we're at, is it? We're qu- quoting Winnie the poo. Winnie the shit. See you next week. <laughs>